This is a Rooster Teeth production. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling with the Week, an awesome bomb that takes the best of the last seven days and drops it right on its head. I'm your host, James Willems, joined, as always, by the face of the revolution, Scorpio Sky. James, I got a question. I got a statement for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, what's up? (sighs) What a week. I guess I had never thought about how that is a statement before, but you're right. Yeah, you don't need a question mark at the end. You're just telling yeah. me that it was a, it was what a week it was. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, well, I don't know why I said question, actually. Uh, yeah. For a minute, I think in that moment, I realized, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't a question. This is a It's statement. not a question. Yeah. And especially when you think about what we're talking about on this week's show, there is no question that this is going to be a great episode. We're going to be talking about what's to come on Dynamite. We're going to make some Dynamite predictions because, as you know, Dynamite's been airing on Friday, a little bit past. So we want to make sure that we are squeaky clean and, and uh, shiny and new when we got the new Dynamite coming up on Friday night. We also have... Of course, what it do, baby. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff that happened in the last seven days, some things that we've been touching on leading up to this uh, that we're going to get our reactions to. We also had uh, Brad Williams on the show, an amazing stand-up comedian, uh, a great actor, and a huge wrestling fan to chat with us about all kinds of stuff. And last but not least, we are premiering yet another new game. Yet another new game. I'm really excited about it. So the show is packed sky let's check in with you how are you doing man i am good uh <laughs> a little shot of eric there uh, i love it <laughs> eric's always watching he's always in the wings he's always in the wings watching. I love it. anyways i i'm good i've got my nespresso coffee which means mm-hmm. i am home mm-hmm. much needed i i was on the we uh, on the road for two or three weeks so it's good mm-hmm. to finally get home and relax a little bit play some 2k and, uh, you know, some big things going on in Dynamite with us, as you've been following, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I have been following. I was going to ask, so what's the, what's kind of the situation here? You, you, obviously, things aren't done with Darby, right? No. Well, yeah. you know, all we want is Darby to stand on his own two feet. Like, mm-hmm. stop letting, you know, Sting do all the heavy lifting for him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're just giving him an opportunity to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And step up to the plate, man, and let's and let's prove yourself. Prove yourself. If you're really mm-hmm. the man, if you were the face of TNT for all those time, all that time, you know, prove it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Prove it. I, I think that's really that's really I think brave of both of you. Cause like there's there's situations where you could you could just, you know, completely write him off. Not you've already you just not even give him another opportunity or anything like that. You just write him off, move on to bigger, better things. It feels like this is really used like saying like, listen, you don't have to stand in the shadow of this legend. You can step out and we're going to give you an opportunity to show that with someone else. Right. So I'm, I'm really excited to see who he picks. And I, I mean, knowing him, it'll probably be some other legend who storied yeah what's up sky yeah i'm i'm the only thing i want to say is this and and because people will might they might not understand is mm-hmm. what we're, we're giving him an opportunity mm-hmm. you know steve kerr has nba championships but his are not equal to michael jordan you mm-hmm. know there's there's carrying the team like sting and there's 
going along for the ride and maybe mm -hmm. hitting a, a good shot here and there like Steve Kerr or Darby. So now we're just saying, uh, go off on your own, man. Yeah. Win your championship, you know, without being a, a role player on the team. We want to mm -hmm. see, Darby, if you can be a headliner on the team. So that's the opportunity we're giving him. It would, actually, I think we're doing him a favor. He's only going to up his stock. Just find yourself a new partner. I would agree. And I think that's, again, very big of you. And it's a, you know, because you're obviously the face of the revolution. And so, like, to have an opportunity against you is already a thing. And so to an opportunity to step out of that shadow, it's huge. It's huge. And I'm excited to see who he picks because, uh, you know, just, just out of curiosity. It's just I'm excited. Sometimes I'm excited to see who you're going to get to beat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to see who we get to beat. Uh, you know, we win a lot. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. uh, I'm not too nervous about who he can choose. He can choose anybody, man. He can choose mm -hmm. Jeff Farmer. You know, mm -hmm. Google it. See who that is. Uh, you know, he can choose, <laughs> you know, Glacier. You know, there's oh, a lot of, uh, you know, Glacier oh, might be kind of cool. You know, hold on, uh, hold on. But, listen, if you are, if we listen, if we're trying to get him out to step out of the shadow of legends and you're asking true. him to bring on Glacier, that's fair. You know, fair, fair. But, you're right. You're right. You're right. We want listen. him to do the work himself. So I'm excited to see, yeah. you know, we're going to tune into dynamite tomorrow and uh, hopefully he'll reveal who his, uh, who his partner is going to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it's not going to matter anyway. They're going to get beat up, which yeah. you know, what I, what I call it an ass kicking match a couple months ago, it's going to be another ass kicking. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we're just gonna have to make it a themed match now at this point. Uh, speaking of dynamite coming up tomorrow, we, Eric, you want to come on here and we want to, cause we're not going to, we're not going to hot tag last week's dynamite, but I think we can hot tag some of our predictions for what's to come on this week's dynamite. Um, because this podcast, come on, this podcast is living on the edge and it wouldn't be on the edge if we we're talking about last week. So we're going right. to talk about next week. Let's get hot tag. That's all you have to do. You just have to call for it. You have to be sure. You just have to say the Here's thing, the thing. loud. Got it. Here's yeah. the cool. thing. When people ask me what this podcast is, I'm going to say we're the podcast that likens Darby Allen to Steve Kerr. And if you like, if you think that is on the money. Where are you going? Ma'am. Ma'am. This is the show for you. <laughs> also, Sir, this is a bank. <laughs> we also we also give the big shouts out to Glacier. That's cool. I think he should get Ernest mm -hmm. the Cat Miller, but that's just me. Anyway, guys. Wow. Somebody oh, out whoa. there, somebody out there, wow. please take a picture of Steve Kerr and put the Darby <laughs> Allen paint on it. That's please, awesome. please do that and tweet us. Please oh do it. Oh my God. Please. Oh, mm -hmm. that's so cool. And then he just played the guitar. I want Steve Kerr to come out to, to Darby Allen's theme music. Um, Kerr. <laughs> no one, that we don't so have cool. to say this, but do we know if Alex Wright is signed? Did you oh. see the picture? Guys, I know we have to talk about Dynamite. Alex Wright, uh -huh. shouts out, Alex Wright, posted a picture of him working out today. He's 295 pounds. Today? He posted uh, today a picture of him working out today, yeah, and wait, I just okay. happened to pull his name out of the back of guy my is, brain. Guy is gigantic. Okay, I, I must see this. Hold yeah, on. I must see it too. Looking, looking huge. Anyway, because he never guys. stopped dancing. Yeah. Okay, no, you, get, you get focused. After we're done with Hot Tag, immediately hop off this that's and go dig up that photo, I'll and then we'll it. bring it back later on in the show. Okay, all right. We'll find this Alex Wright pick, dude. This Alex, all about it. We got to get Alex Wright. All right, guys, we got to talk yeah. about Dynamite. What are we okay. doing? Uh, okay. First up, Christian Cage will face Angelico. With Matt Hardy in his corner, will Christian Cage ever shake Matt Hardy? Does Angelico have what it takes to defeat Christian Cage in the squared circle? Let me tag in on this mm -hmm. one. First off, I want to say I'm really excited for this match. 
because I think Angelico is one of the most underrated guys we have in AEW. The guy is so technically sound. He does so many things that fly under the radar that a lot of people don't get, like, because he's not out there doing, like, really crazy, like, insane highlight uh, gif-type stuff. But he does things that are so, like, just technically sound and under the radar. He's he's a wrestler's wrestler, and I really, really enjoy seeing him. And obviously Christian Cage is is one of the best wrestlers in the world still to mm-hmm. this day. So I'm really, really excited for this match in general. Uh, and then you look at Christian Cage, Matt Hardy. These guys have been going at it for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And so, and it never gets old, you know? I mean, these guys are, yeah, I, I don't, will he ever shake them? I don't think so. <laughs> this is always going to be a feud. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan and, uh, and Isaiah Thomas are always going to dislike each other. Mm-hmm. And then the same could be said about Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. A lot of basketball yeah. references today. You know, I, love I love the it. game. Yeah, for sure. I, the only thing I would add to that is that it, f- it feels like these two are planets that can't get out of their gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're always circling. Love it. It's uh, <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a match. I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And Helico has uh, a great style that you don't see a lot of people wrestle and uh, see if Christian Cage has what it takes to uh, go toe-to-toe with him. Uh, next mm-hmm. up. Uh, Hangman cannot shake Team Taz. Can Hangman and 10, Preston Vance, uh, from the Dark Order, take on the sheer strength and size of Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage in a tag team matchup? Let, Let me tag in on this one. So, here's the thing. I love me some Team Taz. But Team Taz isn't exactly the winningest stable in AEW, okay? Got a lot of talent, but that talent tends to get stomped down by some other talent. I mean, for the last while, it feels like it has just been Hangman Page. And we obviously know that Hangman Page has his weird alliance with the Dark Order. So I think teaming up these two guys that have a lot of momentum, a lot of drive behind them versus Brian Cage, who just suffered what he probably considers a pretty humiliating loss, and Powerhouse Hobbs, who always he comes this close. It feels like he's always coming this close. You see him walk out and you're like, that is a monster. And then something happens from the time the bell rings to the time the ref counts three and he loses. So I don't feel like like this team, Hobbs and Cage, have it in them to take down wow. the rocket ship that is Dark Order and Hangman Page combined. Wow. Uh, It it sounds like you are saying that Team Taz is a regular season good team. They are the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. They're very exciting (laughs) to watch. They're very interesting. But when it gets into the playoffs, when it matters, Mm -hmm. they can't get the job done. They're no Steve Kerr or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to make a basketball reference about everything we talk about. This is wild. (laughs) My God. All right. Moving on, guys, there's mm-hmm. a big six-man tag. The Young Bucks are grabbing Brandon Cutler. So he's got two contracts, and he will be facing, they'll be facing the trio of Eddie Kingston, Pack, and Penta, El Cerro Miedo. Eddie has had a lot of issues with Pack and Penta in the past, but they're going to have to keep it together to take on the tag champs and Brandon Cutler. Do they have what it takes? Can they keep it together? Who's taking it home? I've said it before. I'm going to tag in. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The Young Bucks come up big in big situations. They are the best tag team I've ever seen in the wrestling business. 
That's not going to change, not yesterday, today, or tomorrow, or next week. And when the game is on the line and there's three seconds left on the clock, I want the ball in the Young Bucks' hands. I'm going Young Bucks all the way. Wow. I like it, James. I mean, I think that's a great cake. The only icing I would throw on top is that something, something about the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Brandon Cutler is like the Seattle Supersonics. He wears mostly green. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I do think there's something to consider with this match, though. Do I think that the Young Bucks will lose? No. But I also think that most of their wins have come with a little bit of assistance, not mm. to diminish how much they put into these matches and how much they, they can dominate their opponents. They always find a way to get a little bit of assistance, and a lot of times that comes from maybe someone on the edge of the ring like a Brandon Cutler. So with him in the ring, that adds a new factor. And I do think they might have to be a little bit more concerned because they we, we kind of talked about this with John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. John Moxley alone, sure. But with Eddie Kingston, he's kind of got like, uh, you know, maybe there's something there to be a little concerned about. I think mm -hmm. that, you know, Brandon Cutler might lose. And then by default, the Young Bucks lose as well. Wow. So just these things to be concerned about, just oh. these things to consider. I don't think this is the one, but uh, something to consider. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, yeah. thinking, thinking. I like what you're doing. I like yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is, this is an exciting episode. Yeah. All right. Steve Kerr uh, impression. I'm Steve Kerr. <laughs> and Steve Kerr. Yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr with the Darby paint. Make it happen. Can't, mm -hmm. I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. Last yeah. thing before we got to move on, guys. We have a whole show we have to get to. Right. Miro is defending his TNT title against the Dark Order's Evil Uno. I think personally i think evil uno is an absolutely underrated wrestler uh absolutely innovative and uh, he's finally getting shot at this tnt championship but will he be able to stop miro's path of destruction and take the title off that bulgarian beast what do you think i'm gonna let me tag in on this one real quick because i just think miro is on a rampage mm -hmm. And he's been on a rampage since before he got the title. It's, so it's one of those things where he said, this is what I'm going to do, and he did it. And sometimes you'll see other other people do it, like you know, like the New York Knicks. They'll, they'll win, but then they'll, uh, I don't know, maybe not care as much the next season. I don't know. Um, and so, <laughs> so, but Miro has taken the title and continued to rampage as though he hasn't even gotten it yet. He's gone right. through so many amazing opponents, and I don't see him stopping right now. I agree with you. I think Evil Uno is great and has a lot of momentum, but I think I think he may put up a fight, but I don't see anyone. I can't imagine anyone taking down the New York Knicks. I mean, Miro. <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. It's a game of runs, and uh, mm -hmm. Miro's takeover meter is on. So, uh I don't see this going very well for evil Uno. I think Uno is going to go down for the Uno dose and the rest. Wow. Wow. I like, we're a multilingual wow. podcast. I like yeah. this a lot. Yeah, well, guys, bilingual. Yep. guys, that, over. that's mm -hmm. dynamite. Remember it's on Friday this week. I'm excited. I like the Friday night dynamites getting us ready for rampage. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good one. James, just before we go, can you name one player on the New York Knicks? 
Patrick Ewing. I knew you were going to say that. And I'll, <laughs> and I'll leave you guys to the next segment. I knew Patrick Ewing was your answer. You didn't say when. Sky, you want to take um, us over into the next segment? I sure do. I got a question for you. Yeah, I can answer it. Is the answer Patrick Ewing? No, it isn't. But the, right, question the question is, <laughs> what it do, baby? Wow, you like ran away from the microphone, came back again. Flew out, flew back. Man, a lot going on, a lot going on, a lot going on. James, mm -hmm. I, I, I heard that you got back in the ring. Is this true? Yes. It, I, I am back in the ring. It's uh, they were filming a live new episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and it's about me. <laughs> and, it, and it focuses most of the drama focuses on how my neck feels after practicing in the ring for the first time in a while. No, yeah, I have uh, I have it's something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I've wrestled one professional wrestling match against two really great wrestlers who, you know, did me a lot of favors in that match. Um, but it's something that I always wanted to keep pursuing. I did for a little bit and then it just became, it just was impossible to fit into my schedule. The travel to the, to the school was too far, but I recently became aware of a, uh, of a, basically a, I, it was described to me as the equivalent of a bunch of old guys playing pickup basketball only with professional wrestling. I love that not reference. too, not too far from me and uh and so i uh i was like yeah i can do this and so now i'm, I'm gonna make it a regular thing i'm i'm getting back in the ring i'm training again and uh you know maybe i'm not gonna say it but maybe i'm darby's partner maybe no 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 no, no? Okay. i don't like it i love that reference though i love the the old guys playing basketball reference because mm -hmm. uh up until last year because of uh, or actually, sorry, this year because of mm -hmm. COVID, every single New Year's Day for like the last six or seven years, a lot of my wrestling buddies we get together and we play a basketball game. And we call it the uh, Southern. We call it the SoCal All Star Game. New Year's mm -hmm. Day SoCal All Star Game. We all get together, and a, a lot of the guys are like me, where they're so busy they only have time to play once a year. Yeah, and uh, so like it's always. You know, I said, like, we're going to do this forever. You know, we're going to do this 10 years from now. We're going to be showing up. We're going to be like, oh, okay, like mm -hmm. breaking out the Bengay and wrapping up our knees and our yep. ankles. And like, ah, but like, we're already kind of there. We all get hurt. But I can, I can definitely uh, feel that reference, like the old guys playing basketball. Oh, yeah. A lot of I don't, and I don't mess around. Like, I, I've done it enough to know where I, I'm. So I was like, knee pads on, like elbow pad on. And then I have, uh, I have ankle, uh, I have ankle straps because I'm like, the, if something's going to go, it's going to be my old ankles. So like I'm wrapping a shoving this big, big old boot into a shoe. So that way I can get everything fit in there. I was like, I'm not playing with this because, you know, I, even if it's just really simple, doing some rolls, doing some moves, wrestling around, I was like, so I'm going to step off the apron and just completely break my ankle. So like, I know, I know my limits. I am already one of those old guys on the basketball court. Who's like headband wrist guards. He's got his back strap from Lowe's on or whatever, you know? So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. man, protect yourself. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous business. Mm -hmm. I want to pivot a little bit and actually give a shout out to, uh, 
Matt Dillon and uh, Arian Andrew. I was on their podcast, uh, the Sipping the Tea podcast. Uh, we actually recorded it a week or so ago, and it was mm -hmm. actually it was a lot, a lot of fun. They are hilarious. They are they're mm -hmm. two absolute characters. They were really, really fun to talk to, and so just wanted to uh, again give a shout out to them and tell everyone to go out and check it out. We had a great conversation. Moving on from that, uh, did you check out Mayweather Logan Paul? I mean, I didn't pay for it, but I did. <laughs> I did search the hashtag on Twitter during the course of the fight, so I followed it. I followed it the freeway. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Um, mm -hmm. They made some money. They made yeah. their money. Uh, <laughs> I, their I think money. a lot of people were expecting something. You know, we talked about it. We talked about the rules. You know, mm -hmm. no, no official or no judges, uh, no decision at the end. So the only way you can win by knockout. Um, mm -hmm. Only way you can win is by knockout. And I don't know if people thought Mayweather was going to knock him out. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, you know, for one, it was like, it was kind of a lose, lose situation uh, because mm -hmm. it's like, if he knocks him out, um, you know, they're going to, Oh, he knocked, you knocked out a guy with one fight, you know? And if he doesn't mm -hmm. knock him out, then it's like, Oh, well you couldn't knock out a guy with one fight. But I think there was no upside to knocking him out. You know, it, it, he, this way, Logan Paul leaves with a little bit of, uh, you know, you know, with his head held high, you know, and then the sheer physical part of it, like he's too big. Mayweather mm -hmm. is not really a knockout guy anymore. He was when he was young. He was a re he had good hands and he knocked guys out pretty frequently. Mm -hmm. But uh, post thirty, Mayweather has a lot of hand problems, and so he doesn't knock out guys in his division. Um, but you know, so he's not going to knock out a guy that weighs thirty pounds more than he does and is five inches taller than he does. It doesn't even matter if that guy has no boxing or if he, if he has a little bit of boxing experience mm -hmm. it's just not gonna happen uh, but it was fun like I, I watched highlights I, and I saw some of I saw a couple rounds they had it on backstage and I saw a couple rounds and it was interesting but um, they they made a lot of money man so yeah. more power to them let me let me ask you because shortly after the fight ended there was a clip going around that that was like oh Mayweather actually did he he hit him and knocked him out and you can see Logan Paul kind of like fall into a clinch he's like but he held him up uh that was a clip that was going around trying to make the accusation that like you know it was, yeah. it was even more staged or that Mayweather did knock him out and had to like protect him yeah. How, what are you what is your reaction to that <laughs> the, uh, the, if Floyd was going to knock him out, he 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 would have let him get knocked out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, he he would have liked to knock him out. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think that what it was was uh, uh, what's his name? Logan Paul was doing a lot of clinching in the mm -hmm. fight, uh, yeah. which is what happens. You get hit with clean good. I mean, he got hit with some good clean shots, and and your instinct is to do that. And mm -hmm. so I didn't think that Mayweather like was holding him up for anything like that. I, I think if he could have got him out of there, he probably would have. Mm -hmm. uh, but it just, it was, it was an exhibition, you know, I mean, yeah. it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, it's not a, a 12 round heavyweight or whatever fight, you know, it was an exhibition, you know? So, well, I think a big thing that also people forget because, you know, going into this, it's like, he's going to fight, fight Floyd. Finally, Logan Paul's going to get punched and knocked out the way we want to see him. It's like, I don't think you realize that these are two willing participants trying to make as much money as possible off of the sport of boxing, you know, like not to say that they aren't doing the sport of boxing, justice but that's not what this is this isn't rocky fighting apollo creed for everything because he has nothing these are two people who have everything who want more and they decided the best way to do that was to not invest in dogecoin and instead get paid 20 or what is it 20 or 50 million dollars yeah. 
right? Yeah. Isn't I think Logan made I, twenty, yeah. and Floyd made fifty or something like that. I think he made like of, seventy. Yeah. Well, well, whatever. Off <laughs> of like whatever, you know, a couple, a one night. Like, imagine if you could make that off of just getting into the ring and kind of doing what you do anyway, but with less urgency than ever yeah. before. And so. and here's the here's the business side of it. Don't be surprised if in the next year there's talk of a Mayweather Jake Paul fight because mm-hmm. Jake Paul is the more known fighter of the two because mm-hmm. he's got more fights and he's got knockouts. And I think people can, you know, Floyd's smart mm-hmm. and I think he can get the public to say like, Oh, well Mayweather can knock Logan Paul out and Logan Paul only has one fight. Jake mm-hmm. Paul has three fights and three knockouts. So maybe Jake Paul can, can, catch Mayweather like it's it's, this whole career has been built on like oh maybe this guy can catch him maybe this Mm -hmm. guy can do it maybe Pacquiao can do it maybe Maidana can do it maybe Mm -hmm. and then you know so don't be surprised if if we may see at some point a Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather fight and everyone lays it here you go here's our excuse me I'm shaking here's our (laughs) $70 $70 I will pay for this and then they leave going god it got us again I was gonna say before you before you swipe that credit card I don't know do people swipe their credit cards in the TV is that how pay-per-view works before you do that with your credit card understand that the goal of the fight is for you to buy it and for it to be a piece of entertainment not for it to be a fight there's a ton of boxing matches that happen all over the year that are actual fights if you want to see actual fights and so if that's what you want go support those um but yeah yep 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 so uh yeah that's uh, that's covered a lot of stuff mm-hmm. well not a lot of stuff but we we dug into those things we had some other things to talk about but we we can we can get to those another time they're not that important oh, yeah. nobody wants to talk about how fresh i look in this adidas uh, I, top. Noticed... I mean everyone wants to talk about it but uh, we don't need to get into that and what it do, baby. We got, uh, we got, you know, interviews. We've got games. Yeah. We got stuff to get to. James, take us oh. over. You're right. It's time for the run-in with Brad Williams. I am super excited for our guest this week. He is a stand-up comedian, an actor, and a huge wrestling fan. Brad Williams, thanks for being on the show. Oh, I'm so excited that anyone described anything that I do as huge. That doesn't really happen a lot, so I'm cool with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really thrilled to be here. This is one of my favorite pods uh, to listen to and watch. So I'm really, I'm. I'll try not to fanboy out too much. Of course, I'm talking about you, not you, Sky. Who cares? Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> come for James. I, I, I'm, I'm come exci- for James. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm excited to be on the show. Excited to talk. Excited to talk wrestling. And just what else, whatever else is going to go on. Well, we're excited to have you, man. Uh, I know I, like you were at double or nothing. Uh, at one point I fell out of the ring and I looked over and I'm like, ah, Brad, <laughs> so, like, it was good to see <laughs> you had some good seats too, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was wondering if that was going to happen. Cause I know you guys are obviously focused on, on, on what you're doing in the ring, but it's got to pull your focus a little bit. When you're doing a move, you, you you flip to the outside, and then you just go and you do a double take. Like, wait, is that a dwarf on? Is that a dwarf ring side? And then, <laughs> like, you have to pause because uh, some of you guys, like, I I know some of you guys, so you have to do that. Uh, you have, you have to do that math of like, wait, is that Brad? Is that Swoggle? Is there a different person coming in? Is there is there going to be a run in? Uh, wait, is that Wee Man? Is is Dinklage here? Did I get hit by a chair too hard? 
Like, and so you probably have that moment, not, not just with me, but I'm sure that happens throughout shows where, especially now that we're having fans back, that you kind of have that moment of you look out in the audience, whether it be like, oh, hey, that chick's kind of cute. Well, you know, like uh, I would think back to, I believe it was like the first Jericho cruise when, when I met you. And, yep. uh, you know, I think we, we were hanging in the green room or whatever, and we just got to talking. And here's where I learned to watch what you say around comedians. Because I, uh, I, I already know where this is going. I, men- <laughs> yeah, like, I mentioned something about like, yeah, I mean, if I fall off this boat, I'm done. Like, and, and, you know, I was like, I could swim, but I don't know if I could swim that well. And um, the next night, me, Frankie and Chris, you know, and, and I'm just talking about all kinds of stuff or whatever, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the conversation, just being animated. And the next night, Frankie, Chris and I, we go to Brad's show on the cruise and at one point during his show, he's just bringing up everything that we talked about. And he's like, he can flip off the top rope, but he can't swim. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I was dying. And, and it's one of those moments where, you know, there's a lot. Of, they're all wrestling fans. So they know exactly who he's talking about. And they're all looking over at you and ha, ha, ha. Like, you can't swim. You know, like, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, you got to watch what you say around these guys. Yeah, I believe the line was uh, like, you can do a springboard somersault DDT, but this this maneuver is a little too much for you. Just just, just doing that. It's too much. It, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's not that I'm ever that guy that like, I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to do that. It's just like some things just click in my brain and they work. And especially being on a cruise where I'm doing multiple shows and uh, people came to the first show and then came to the second show and they're like, it's going to be different, right? And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't write a new hour in the last <laughs> in, in, in the last 24 hours. So anything I could grab onto that I could talk about and especially being on a cruise where you have so many shared experiences, um, anything that I can do to make the show fresh and to make the show new, uh, I would do. And I just found that really funny that, that, that Sky said he wasn't. And, and, and we're not even going to do the obvious racial factor of that. Okay. We're not, <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not talking about it. That, that would have been the easy joke. That would have been the easy joke. No, I, I, I wanted to do something a little more, a little more interesting, but um, just uh, being, uh, being a SoCal boy myself, and your and your guys' whole thing being SCU, I felt like, oh well, I I need to be friends with these guys. Like we're gonna have a lot in common. I actually didn't know you were a SoCal guy, <laughs> so props for that. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. I didn't know. Born that. Born and raised in uh, Fullerton, California, which is uh, I I think our most famous residents are me, uh, porn star Hayes, uh, and uh, Fender, uh, Fender of Fender guitars, whoever his first name i'm tom fender. all the all the <laughs> sure tom yeah. fender uh all, all all the all the music marks are now screaming at <laughs> at their audio devices like it's louis fender you son of a bitch like <laughs> you know they're they're all getting mad so sorry i got your 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 guy's name wrong 
I, I, I think it's interesting because you mentioned how, oh, you have some stuff in common with uh, with Sky. And I, I'm just my observation as a third party is like both of you in your careers and like the things that you do for a living have a lot in common. Like stand up comedy and professional wrestling are these two performance arts that are so contingent on having that like kinetic reactive audience to to work with and to like f get feedback from like immediate feedback so how has the last year been for you i mean we've talked about how it's been for sky but i'm curious how it's been in your industry it was crazy because uh, that like like a lot of industries but yeah my industry shut down clubs were gone so uh but like way uh aew started filming in front of just the wrestlers in a small uh, studio in Georgia, and you're, you, you guys are just doing your best. Comedy was the same thing. We figured out Zoom comedy shows. Uh, we figured out drive-in shows and things of that nature. Now, I would like I had these conversations with with other comics where the Zoom comedy shows they're obviously not live interaction. There, if the live Full House is the is uh, is uh, the heroin. The, the Zoom comedy shows is it, just, just, just enough to get you by. Just enough, just, just enough to get you by. It's like smoking oregano, right? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, smells kind of funny, uh, kind of gets you there, you know? Um, so that's what Zoom comedy shows were. And I have plenty of nightmare stories from those, whether it be saying a joke about sex and then literally watching a three-year-old like wander into someone's camera and just being like, all right, okay. I guess I have to pay for that kid's therapy later. Um, whether it be that, whether it be just people having conversations while their mic is on, because you want to have laughs, you want to pick up laughter and you want to have that thing to play off of. So I would have a couple people turn their mics on and then you, you, you flat out hear everyone. And, and I would, people like talk it's gonna be just as loud as when i talk this isn't a standard comedy show and you would have people like go oh that's so true yes angela you're a slut like he was talking about like and it's just and you just have to pause and go all right let's just let's just make that work um but no the the business obviously had to figure itself out drive-in shows were interesting where uh i've never been heckled by a horn <laughs> it's, it's, it's something new but yeah. uh and, and just trying to gauge reaction uh but now we're coming back uh i'm in portland oregon as we're doing this and so i'm racking up those frequent flyer models uh but yeah now that now that shows are back it, it, it's a lot more fun and i i don't know sky if this happened to you but you definitely fall in love with your business again when you have it taken away and then you have it come back like now the things that annoy me about going on the road and doing stand-up now i love and i kind of embrace because i know what it's like for that to be taken away and how the alternative is so much worse i i i don't know if that happened to you sky no, I still hate the business. I'm a grizzled vet that just. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'll never love I it again. It. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. were you completely uh, were you completely off the road, and you're just getting back on the road, and you you were doing shows from home, or or were you actually on the road a little uh, I bit? I was. 
I I was one of the first, as far as I know, I think me and another comedian named Jeff Die were the first comics back. Um, I'm sure someone will write me and be like, actually, so-and-so did a show at uh, the Well Bar in South Dakota. And it's like, okay, well, like at clubs, at, 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 at clubs. Um, in May of 2020, I came back and I did a show in Oklahoma City. Uh, Jeff was at uh, Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. But yeah, we came back and I was doing about one show a month just to kind of get paid for the month and kind of like, all right, that'll cover my expenses for the month. And then I would go home. And when I was on the road during that time, oh man, like all the stuff I love about the road was taken away where I didn't get to do anything. I would literally stay in my hotel room, go downstairs, get food, take out, and uh, mm-hmm. go back to the hotel room, not see anybody, not interact, go to the club, go from the parking lot to the green room, and then just wait there, go on stage, do my show, and then go right off stage, sanitize the microphone in between every comic, yeah. and like, and, and just all of it was gone. All of it was taken away in, ter- in terms of it was just the stand-up, and then the stand-up was in like clubs at 25% capacity. And yeah, it, it wasn't as good, but I've only really been selling tickets for like four years. So I'm not too far removed from that just being my normal sized audience. So I was fine with it. I was like, okay, we're back, we're, we're back to 2015, Brad. That, that's fine. And, but it, it was weird to have people so spaced out, but at the same time, once you heard laughter again and you heard people, uh, I, I would get comments afterward from people just like, oh, my God, needed that. That was my first live experience. I thought that was done. The, the, the first live show that I did in Oklahoma City, I literally walked off the stage. And uh, I know this isn't, you know, real masculine to say on a wrestling podcast, but I got back to the green room and I cried. Because I thought that my industry was done. I thought it was taken away. And it was like, well, I got to figure out. Like, I was calling friends. Like, hey, you're the manager at Home Depot. Can you get me a job there? Like, I I was literally doing that. Wow. You know, one of the things that I'm curious about is throughout the year in 2020, obviously, you know, there's the pandemic. There are people getting really sick. There are people dying. Um you know, all of the social injustice and just horrible things happening in the world. Like, how did that affect your creativity? And like, how, like, and, and not only that, but the reactions from the people watching or, or listening to your comedy, like, is it harder to get laughs or do people need those laughs? And it's a little easier. So that I, I'll divide that into two worlds to answer that question on stage. Uh, with a live audience, I felt like those people, and especially the ones that were out in 2020, those people craved like the exact opposite of what was going on. Like they mm-hmm. craved the stuff that you weren't supposed to talk about. They craved the edgy jokes. They craved that sort of thing. They wanted it. Um, so my jokes for the live show may have even been turned up a notch in terms of the content and what I was talking about and the chances I was willing to take. Um, unless of course I see someone's phone during the show 
and I see that, then it shut down because the opposite happened in the yes. If that this happens, is what happens. Nope, this will happen like, on the podcast, yeah, and then I have to bring my rants back in. I have to reel myself back in. It's terrible. <laughs> exactly because the virtual world that is where it became uh, more cautious. That is where I became very calculated in terms of jokes I would post or things I would do because I wouldn't want to offend people. And there's no context in social media. There's no middle ground. It's if you say one thing, you're apparently all on that side. Or if you say the other thing, you're all on the other side. Like there's very little room for subtlety in in the social media world. Like um, l let's just take a topic that's current trending right now is uh, the Naomi Osaka story where she's saying that she doesn't want to talk to the media anymore and it gives her anxiety and uh, she and then she withdrawal from the French Open because they were fining her every time she refused to talk to the media after her matches. And this is one of, if not the best tennis player in the world. So if, if you, you, you can only imagine if, uh, if LeBron James or Steph Curry was like, no, I'm not talking to the media after the game. So right now, there's no, there's no like middle ground if you try to post an opinion online. You're, e you're, you're either shut up and play the game, you're, you're making a bunch of money, screw your mental health, I don't care, or you're, she should never have to do anything that she ever doesn't want to do or doesn't feel comfortable doing ever. And there's like, there, there's no room for you to just be like, hey, obviously I care about the person's mental health. I don't want you to be burnt out. And I can understand uh, having a weird reporter just say a, a very insulting thing to you right after your match is probably really taxing on your mental health. And I don't want to discount that. But also, this press is what drives your business and what drives your industry and enhances your brand and builds up women's tennis. And if they stop paying attention to you, then that's going to lower the eyes on women's tennis and not and not just your bottom line, but it's going to hurt the bottom line of others. You can't have that opinion. It's it's either one side or the other. So that's what happened during during 2020 is the live shows became, oh, let's dig in. Let's have some fun. Let's go nuts. And then my online stuff was like, all right, I had a tuna sandwich today. Sweet. Send like just like the <laughs> most try, try, trying to be yeah. the most non-confrontational non non-offensive and because even when like when you talked about this guy like the social justice stuff was happening and get, getting ground some people really dug in and that's what they decided to do i kind of went to the back and said you guys do this you you guys handle this i'm gonna i'm gonna hang back uh because I didn't want to just be that person that just had my random tweet trend. And I didn't think that anyone was really sitting around going, what does Brad Williams have to think about all of this? It's like, no, I, I, no, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not the guy. I'd rather sit back, listen to all, listen to all the sides, listen to all the opinions, listen to all the stories and be like, oh, didn't know that was going on. I'm going to take that into consideration. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how 2020 went in that regard. Yeah, it definitely it definitely I sometimes makes me feel like old man shaking his fist, but like doing anything 
like non-genuine online like if it's for it's for satire if it's for comedy if it's for performance or anything like that it just doesn't read i think the same way uh as as it did traditionally and then like you said the fact that anything can be clipped and sent back to you without any context it just it makes you feel like shit because like you know i use comedy as a diffusal method in a lot of cases like the things that i'll say yeah. or the things that i'll make jokes about are my ways of either grieving with the subject matter or or diffusing it maybe is a, is a, a is the wrong word but like it's my way of wrapping my head around it and going like, this is the world I have to live in. And so like, that's kind of that, that's how I do it. And sometimes I'll put it out there and people will just not, that's not how they deal with things. I mean, just talking about, so, I, man, I, I'm sorry because I know right before we started, I was like, it's casual podcast. We talk about whatever. And now we're, we're deep into this and I'm going to mention, and, I, and, and, and now I'm going to mention, I'm going to mention the white house insurrection, but like when that was transpiring, like it, I mean, yes, it's serious and it's a shit show and it was kind of scary. I mean, really scary actually. But as it was transpiring, my brain immediately goes, look at these idiots and all the idiots involved. How can I cope with this by making myself laugh about it? Right. Cause if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. And so, and so I like, like I, there are things that I thought of saying and things that I did say at the time. And some people, the reaction mostly was people going like, haha, this makes me feel better. Thanks for this. And, but then there were a lot of people that were like, I cannot believe you would say this. And it's like, if you need to react <laughs> a different way, like I totally get it, but this, this like helps me. Yeah. It, it is weird. Uh, it, it's tough. And I think when you're doing stand up or when you're doing something like that, the people came there, they came to see you, they came to see your perspective. And when you do something on the internet, social media, YouTube or whatever, you're putting it out there for anyone. You know, it, it makes me think like it's someone walking up to Ric Flair in the street and going, I can't believe what you said to Bret Hart or whatever, you know? And it's like, <laughs> like it, in a weird way, it feels like so aligned, you know? Yeah, no, it, 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 it's very true. And uh, yeah, like I can't imagine because uh, uh, wrestling fans are obviously a little smarter now in terms of uh, they they know what's going on. But yeah, back in the day, freaking pe people thought that Ric Flair actually like hated Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> like and they were and they were like really mad at each other and 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 the things that he would say. I mean, uh, I, I I'm digging watching all the old uh, Dark Side of the Rings and the um, A and E uh, biographies and like just the stories like that Roddy Piper was saying, like he's been stabbed like four times. Like stabbed, like not, mm -hmm. not a, not a play, not a playful heckle. Like ah, you suck, Roddy. Like like stabbed. Like that that that's yeah. that's, that's insane. Like that's, yeah. that that someone would see something that a wrestler would do in the ring and and, and and be like, oh wow. Like I mean, and then you hear the stories of um, I think it was WrestleMania seven that it was uh, Sergeant Slaughter versus Hogan. And like it was supposed to initially be at the Rose Bowl, and then they had to move it to an indoor arena because they were worried that a sniper was going to take out Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> like, yeah. you're like, 
I'm going to say, and, and, and to go back, I don't know if I buy that. I have heard the story. I I, wait, it was Vince. Vince said it. Vince told me. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I was watching wrestling at that time. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I take nothing away from the business. I love the business so, so much. But it was like, it was a joke amongst, you know, like common folks. Like, um, you know, it was one of those, it was still in the time where you kind of had to like, yeah, I'm a wrestling fan, you know, like under your breath. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard for me to believe that someone would be so diehard that they would get a gun <laughs> and, like, and find their way up to the top of the Rose Bowl. It's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm a Hulkamaniac. I'm getting this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this one for you, Hulkster. Yeah, I said the yeah. prayers. Uh, yeah, he's got vitamin yeah. cereal and everything. <laughs> <I did>. yeah. <laughs> and uh, now he puts his I'm headphones on. I am a real American. <laughs> Fight for the rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that might have been a tall tale. <laughs> mm-hmm. By I the hope, way, I hope so. But yeah. I was just going to um, say that clip time. of you going, I am a real American and then cocking a gun is now going to be one of those things that's sent back at you as a oh, no contest yeah. clip in 10 For years. sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 yeah he, he, this is how Scorpio Sky wants to break down the forbidden door with a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. But like to 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 your point about taking comedians' tweets and things out out, out of context, uh, I'm amazed that people will be like, "I can't believe the comedian made a joke about such things." You you want to stop and go, really? Like you 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 can't believe the person whose job it is to make jokes about the thing, made joke about the thing. Like I I don't I don't understand that at all. Like I can't believe. The dry cleaner pressed my shirts. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In 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 defense, in defense of some of those perspectives, there are a lot of of assholes out there, and I would say I'm on the I'm on the edge um, uh, that that will say something shitty and then after the fact go, "Hey, man, I'm a comedian," and it's like, mm, "Are you though?" Like, are you, and, and, and I think for, for you and, you know, people in your industry and people that follow comedy, they're like, it is very easy to discern who's a comedian and who is not. And is just saying something shitty and trying to fall back on that as an excuse but for a lot of people that aren't, yeah. they can look at it and they'll be like, I can't believe he said that, get my Bible, get my vitamins, get my, my breakfast. And I'm going up to the top <laughs> of the Rose Bowl or whatever, you know, like go to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I, I think there's two sides to that uh, on, uh, you know, as public figures, we are on a platform. Right. So there is a, a responsibility uh, to be responsible uh, about things we say. The other side of the coin is um, from a fan's perspective. A lot of people think that they, they I don't know if they give us too much power or one of the things that it feels like because we are public figures and that we are on this pedestal that we're there to be knocked, you know? And so it's like, we can't mm. say, there are a lot of things we can't say, but people can say whatever they want about or to us. And so, um, and, and I do think, yeah, we are out there to be criticized. We are out there, you know, by putting ourselves out there, we, you know, we accept that responsibility. We take the bad with the good, but there are so many people that can say, I'm sure you guys have been the victim of this, 
mostly online, they say some horrible, horrible things about us. And, you know, they forget we are human beings. You know what I mean? Like, and they don't even have feelings yeah, sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it when they do oh. tag, like when they tag you and yeah, they're talking yeah. about you and they at you. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, man, like that at Scorpios guy is such a piece of shit, man. I don't even really mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just like, you know, like, I can like, read this. this. got a hundred. <laughs> yeah. There's a, how long is this thread go? And they only tagged you in like in tweet 99. You're like, what thing? You're reading it like, like I'm scrolling through it. Oh my I'm like, God. I'm like, if you're going to bury me, at least don't at me. Yeah. I mean, let you and your, let you and your two bot followers like have, have your time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 and you were, we're seeing it with, like, what just happened in the NBA where you had uh, popcorn at Russell Westbrook, someone spit on Trey Young, someone threw a bottle at Kyrie Irving. It's like you want right. to stop and go, yeah, yeah, pro athletes, sure, entertainers, but at the same time, human being, you know, like, mm -hmm. we, we got we got, we, we got families, and uh, it, it – it's got to be a trip for wrestlers because you guys like your job is to make people sometimes when you're the heel, your, your, you know, your job is to make people hate you. But then there's that like, okay, you have to make them hate you in terms of cartoon hate mm -hmm. uh, where it's like, Oh, you threw Darby Allen in, in, into the fourth row. Like you tried to kill a man. Like why are you trying mm -hmm. to beat up Sting? He's, six, He's just a boy. Like, there's that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like there's that, and then there's the person that takes it too far and, and go and says like, "Oh, I've gone into your family history. Let me bring up." And you're like, "Geez, calm the fuck down." Like, yeah. we're, we're we're what people have to realize is we're just trying to entertain you. That that is mm -hmm. our goal. Our goal yeah. is to entertain you. Our 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 goal is to you laugh, make you have a reaction uh, to a match. Uh, you escape uh, watching a sporting event, doing doing anything like that. Our, our our job is to entertain you, and that's what we're trying to do. So always try to remember that when you're thinking about an artist in terms of what they're doing, in terms of well, they need to know that they suck. Uh, it's like yeah, we're 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 just trying to entertain you. We're trying to we're we're, we're yeah. trying to make you have a good time. Well, speaking of entertain. Where can we now that you are back on the road, my friend? Where can we see you? You have a tour, like tour date set up. Yeah, uh, I'm touring pretty much the rest of the year. Like uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I think I have two weeks off. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, yeah, go to WilliamsComedy.com uh, and my complete list of tour dates are there. Uh, follow me on the social medias on Twitter at Funny Brad, uh, Instagram at Brad Williams Comic. And uh, you can find out uh, where I'm going to be. You can see me post photos of my giant dog. Uh, I mean, I say giant, but eh, it's all it's all in perspective. Uh, I, I, I doubt. <laughs> yeah, I doubt. I, I doubt Lance Archer thinks my dog is that big. But uh, yeah, you, you know. Uh, but yeah, you can see me post photos on my dog and uh, and where I'm going around going around the country and le and let's get back out there. Let, let let's go see live entertainment. Let's go see live comedy. Let's uh go. Let's stop uh, uh, hanging out behind our, behind our keyboards and trying to find entertainers that said one thing wrong one thing one, one time in their life and let's ruin their lives for it. Let, let's just go out 
and enjoy the arts that are that are out there. Whether whether it be stand up comedy, whether it be pro wrestling. I know AW is going back on the road, and I can say I I, I say right now, Scott. I hope you guys felt the same things that the fans were feeling uh, in the audience for Double or Nothing. That environment just felt awesome. It felt so great, and I and I hope you guys, as performers, got a uh, got a rise out of that as well. We definitely did, man. It was special having that audience back, and I loved it so much. And I'm looking forward to doing it every single week, like we used to. Um, man, I got to thank you so much for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Like, I feel like we could talk for hours. You know, this has been. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, we, I mean, it's funny because like you said, we were like, oh, it's going to be light. It's going to be hanging. And, and then we got into like social distance, <laughs> like <laughs> some socioeconomic, yeah. like some, he <laughs> some, he some heavy shit. So I, I got to come back where, where we, where we just talk about like top, uh, uh, top five low blows in wrestling history or, oh, or, or, or oh, weird oh, things oh, like okay, that. No, okay, Scott, wait, wait, great. wait, wait. Thank you, Brad. Before we Thank go. you, Brad. Yes, yes. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. I need to get your opinion on this. I said this before we had you on. I was like, I got to ask him what he thinks. Are you a fight fan? You okay. watch like UFC or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have an idea for like, this would probably have to be a different company than the UFC. Uh, combat sports, an MMA rule. And I want you to honestly tell me what you think. I think... Okay. You should be allowed one defensive low blow per fight. And and let me just let me just set the scene here, right? Ooh. You're in a fight, you get clipped, you're okay. on the verge of getting knocked out, your opponent swarms yeah. in to try to knock try to finish you off, you get to kick him in the balls. One time and then the fight stops, <laughs> you get you get a everybody gets a 5 minute break and then that's it. You cannot use it as an offensive move. Like you can't clip a guy and then run in and kick him in the balls and then try to finish him. No. It has to be a defensive move where you are on the verge of getting knocked out or you're in some serious trouble and you can hit the guy in the nuts and you get a 5 minute break. What do you think of this rule? Does it work? Uh if I if I was a fighter, I would say oh hell no. Uh, as a as a fan, I go absolutely. Uh, that would be awesome. Just just for the memes, like just for the memes, just for the mm -hmm. clips. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm thir I'm 37. Some of my friends are some of the literally some of the funniest people in the world, and I still laugh at a good nut shot. Like there's just something about it that will just imagine. Imagine, imagine a fighter, he catches a guy, right? He clips him with a good shot. And then the guy starts retreating. And then he starts trying to, like, swarm in, but he's like... Yeah, he's got to protect himself. <laughs> he's, like, covering his, he's, like, covering his nuts. He's like... <laughs> I just like imagining yeah. how it would change people's fight styles. Because, like, your instincts, it's like, all right, we're going to do we're gonna do fallback nut shot training. Like, like fallback... Yeah. Like roll, roll your eyes and then throw a foot up because we're trying to aim for the approximate. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to aim for approximately for the nuts here. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like you, you just see nonstop clips of like um, when Anthony Davis the other night kicked Jay Crowder in the balls, like just, yeah. the, just the jump shot. And then like <laughs> almost like a spring action GI Joe, just boom. <laughs> just like, and that was, it was, like those would be so awesome. I fully support this idea. I I'm glad that's where you were going with it. I thought you were you were gonna be like, all right, Brad, this might be offensive, but 
Dwarf <laughs> MMA. What are your thoughts? Like, which, which I have been... by the way, I'm really into that too. If, if, if we want to throw me and uh, Swoggle in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese and let us go, okay, let's let's go. My money, let's my money's on you. Yeah. My money's on yeah. you. You seem faster, more agile. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you'd take the fight to him and finish him in under two rounds. My prediction. Or you'd hit him and he'd hit you in the nuts. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Nuts you're shot in. UFC. I can, I can already see the promos. Do you have the balls? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Talk, talk, talk to Tony Khan. Talk we'll to talk Tony to, Khan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he, he's got three things. He's, he's got the Jaguars. He's got like Fulham or something like that. He's got AEW. But have a hey man, nutshot UFC. Come on, let's go. Yeah, thank you you so much for coming on, Brad. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Tony about that. He doesn't return my calls anymore, but we'll talk to Tony about it. And honestly, though, we'd love to have you back on this show. Like, we know you're a busy guy, but like, if you if you got the time, we'd love to have you back on. Hey, absolutely. Every week on Fridays and Saturdays, I'm sitting in a hotel room in some city and sometimes i want to go out and experience city sometimes i want to sit back and hear about nutshot ufc so uh anytime anytime you want me back i am i am 100 percent game awesome thank you so much thank you man thanks guys This episode of Wrestling with the Week is brought to you by Honey, and these days it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes into play. It is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free, two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds. Honey scours the internet for coupons for that site. And if Honey finds one that works, it'll apply the best one to your cart. Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings and supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands, even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com week. That's joinhoney.com W-E-E-K so they know we sent you. Give it a try and see how much you'll save today. Thank you to Honey for supporting today's episode. That was honestly one of my favorite interviews. He was so fun to talk to and like mm-hmm. where the conversation went was just so uh, refreshing and, and like, you know, some of it was serious, but a lot of it was fun and, mm-hmm. and very, very interesting. So please everyone go check that out and we got to get him on the show again. Love it. Yeah, we absolutely. Speaking of coming on the show again, Eric, I believe it's time for a brand new game. You cooked up a brand new game for us. Guys, Is this true? I've been, guys, I've been in the kitchen. I've been cooking. Okay, great. Look at that big old pot. Straight out your mama's kitchen. That's what's up. There it is. That's right. I'm the red velvet of this podcast. Guys, I have a new game just for you, (laughs) and we call it What It E, baby! (laughs) And we nailed it. Fantastic. Nice job. Yeah, see, this guy isn't the only one who can do that. I can hold a note. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted now. My lung capacity. Jesus. Uh, Guys, guys, here's the thing. I'm an eBay. I'm a thrifty little eBay man. I go on eBay and I'm searching and I'm scrimping and I'm saving and I'm I'm going yeah. around. There's all kinds of things that I want to buy. Unfortunately, 
Unfortunately, people have bought up all the stuff that I want before. So what I need you to <laughs> yeah. do, I'm going to show you an image. I'm going to let okay. you know what this thing is. And you are going to tell me, without going over, mm -hmm. how much people paid for these items. Are you guys okay. ready to play What Did eBay Be? You tell me. Uh, I'm so ready. Yeah, okay. I'm as ready as I'll ever. I'm as right. ready as I'll ever be. Guys, this first image. This is a Dorito yeah. shaped like the Pope's hat. Okay. You so tell me. This is what I've been trying to buy, and somebody came in and snatched it up. This is the I same Dorito, huh? It's got a yes. lot more seasoning yeah. on one side than the other. On the on the one oh, side, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of Dorito seasoning. And yeah, then on yeah. the other side, I mean, that's the inside because a hat you kind of put on, you know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. don't want to get the Dorito all over your Pope head. Mm -hmm. So you tell me how much did people pay for this? I'm not giving you a range. I'm just I want yeah, you yeah. to guess at it. You well, got should, it, so, side with all the seasoning on it. Though. I agree. I with, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'll, I'll go. I could go first on this one and then Sky goes first on the next one. So that way it's Absolutely. fair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> OK, so my first reaction was you showed the image and I went, that's Dorito look like the Pope hat. So yes. this isn't we're not messing around. This isn't like no, Jesus' no, face showing up in a piece of wood. And I'm like, where? Mm -hmm. Like this is this is actually a, a Pope's hat Dorito. So Correct. I think it's accuracy. I do think it deserves some credit for looking exactly like that. Right. I'm going to say for something like this, I'm going to say $75, $75, Ooh. $75 closest, closest mm -hmm. without going over 70. And I don't think I Sky. did Sky. <laughs> I am going to be a little bit more on the conservative side and I'm going to say $25, mm. $75 and it's the Pope Sky. This is the Pope. This okay. is the Pope. One of the most beloved people but, but, but in all listen, the world. I listen, uh -huh. how are they going to ship this? Like, it's, is it broken <laughs> when it gets there? <laughs> what are you going to do, do when you get it? How do you ship you a to chip? Put, one chip? You have nope. to put you some some stuffing in the center to make sure right. that it doesn't collapse on itself and then stuffing around the side. Yep. I don't know. Cloud, I cloud, really want to know bubbles. if it got there safely. What, what, what's all the right. answer? Guys, mm -hmm. the price on the Dorito shaped like a Pope's hat is one thousand two hundred and nine dollars? One thousand. I knew. I knew. I was being too low. Two hundred nine dollars. People have too much money. People they have way too much money. I it's true. Hope, I hope this chip was shattered when it got to that person. No. <laughs> oh no. My Pope Dorito. Well, guys, that's the wow. first item. I've got two more lined okay. up for you. Now, but this yes. is a calibration. This is Correct. a calibration. Correct. We've seen this first one. We're like, okay, that one was $1,200 $1, or whatever. Okay. okay. Now, are you ready for this next one? This next yes. image, you're not going to know Ugh. what it is just by looking at it. Ugh. Well, maybe yeah, you will. Gross. Uh, is that, it it's is... Mr. Perfect's gum. No. Mr. Perfect's chewing gum. You are close. This is, okay. br this is Britney Spears chewed gum from a concert. Oh I believe at the O2 Arena. This oh is chewed God. gum from Britney Spears mm -hmm. that sold on, I don't know what the E stands for in eBay. On eBay. So how Electronic much? Bay. Electronic Bay. How much did somebody pay for Britney Spears chewed bubblegum? Can I, can I ask you a question real quick? Absolutely. When, do we have a sold date? Because like I feel like the going price for this today huh. would be different than in say 1999 uh, well this is when she was touring so okay, okay. uh Got this it. was okay. at a time when she was 
she I was am... selling out arenas, and this okay. is from England. So, but these I I converted it to U.S. dollars. Okay, I am it. going twenty thousand dollars. Wow, twenty thousand dollars, James. Because you could clone her. That's good thinking. Because basically, you can get a clone. I think twenty thousand is a little high. Okay, I'm gonna drop it down. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 13,000. $13,000. Yeah. From James. Yeah. The actual retail price on Britney Spears chewed gum. $14,000. Oh my God. James is on a roll. James is two and oh. So, it's because I bought both of them. So I, <laughs> I have them both over there. You can't see it. I will say. <laughs> I will say that the money, the money was returned. Uh, this could not be sold because Britney Spears' DNA was in it, and you cannot oh. sell something like that on eBay. Can you believe that? Okay. I didn't know that until I tried to buy this gum. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yep, okay. All right. All right. All right. Guys, final image. Guys, yep. cards are hot right now. But mm-hmm. you tell me how much this sold for. The 1997-98 Metal Universe, Metal Universe PMG Green Michael Jordan card. This is a Michael Jordan trading card that is metal from 1997-98. That's hot. That's hot Jordan times, baby. This is real me. hot. Yep. Now, here's, here's uh-huh. what I don't know, because I don't know trading cards. There may be a million of these. Uh-huh. There may be right. a million of these, and it you just don't realize ten, that if this is like one of a kind. total Mint, copies. It's been authenticated. Ten okay, total copies of the Michael Jordan Precious Metal ten Gems Green card. And this looks right, like James, it's in it's, good you're condition. Up first. Yeah, you got it. All right. You tell me. I'm going to say, I'm going to say... is the guess from James. Sky, what do you think? I am going to go Mm. $65,000. $65,000. Well, uh, your frugal ways have done you in, Sky. The actual price for this is $350,100. Holy cow. Over $100,000 was reached on this bid in an Hour. In one hour, it was over one hundred thousand uh, dollars. Wow, guys, that's all the stuff I, I'm looking to buy. I and, feel like I feel like uh, mm-hmm. I can put I can sell a Scorpio Sky card <gasps> with a hundred thousand dollars in it <laughs> in the case, and it, and, it, and it won't sell for that much more than a hundred thousand dollars. It'd be like yeah, I'll give you one oh five. I'll give you a hundred thousand. And two dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It comes with the keys to a Ferrari. Oh, man. <laughs> the two dollars covers the shipping. Oh, wow, shit, man. Well, hey, look, guys, that's how we play. What did mm-hmm. eBay be? And uh, that's all the stuff I've been looking to buy. So hopefully we can get some Great more stuff. Uh, if you like that Great game, stuff. let us know. Tweet at us, etc. But uh, James was, wins. Yeah, a lot of fun. Congratulations, James. You killed it, James. You killed it, James. I, I, I just want to point out that even though I won, I wasn't remotely close on like the two. I mean, like the difference. If we actually did like the difference in amount, like Sky and I were barely like five dollars apart. On how far? <laughs> Except, off we I mean, were. that thirteen thousand to fourteen thousand dollars. Oh right, I mean, that yeah. was like spot on. But anyway, that's because okay. that's the one I. That's the bid that I put in for the gum, and just I knew I. I knew I'd barely lost it. So I'm gonna give you an opportunity to give a victory speech or. 
um, you know, talk about whatever you want. So it is that time of the show. I don't need to build it up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get a clock mm-hmm. on the screen. Let's cue it up for uh, 15 seconds with James. Uh, James, tell us what's going on. I'm going to wait for that clock. There it is. So as you know, I uh, started wrestling practice, but what I really want to talk about is episode nine of Cruel Summer. We saw some major revelations come from this freeform television show. Uh, Jeanette, did she see Kate? I don't know. And that's all the time we have. Sorry, Jeanette and Kate. Hopefully you did see each other. We got to get to the finish. James, uh, this has been a great show. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we do that, we just want to once again let everybody know, as we always do, follow us on social media. That is Twitter and Instagram, WWTWPOD. That is uh, Wrestling With The Week Pod. And uh, if you want to follow us individually, I am at Scorpio Sky on Twitter and Instagram, James Willems on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, at that point, now we are going to bring Eric back. It is so finished. never time. left. Guys, never let's go to the finish. Here's the thing. We talk, guys, we talked about him earlier. I, to, I mm-hmm. had to get the picture. Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright, mm-hmm. posted a picture about six hours ago as of this recording, uh, showing that he is 295 pounds. So, for the finish, in one word, I want your reaction to Alex Wright, former WCW uh, Cruiserweight champion, and I, I probably television champion. Yep. Uh, so there you go. All right, guys, here's the image. Sky, you give me your first thoughts, and then James, you go ahead. Ooh, okay. Das Uber Kid is <laughs> the new name. He's huge. Uh, James, what do you think of uh, Alex Wright in this picture? All I see is muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. And that's wow. Guys, Jeez. That- Absolutely. He looks jacked, like Brock Lesnar. Jack to the gills. Look at him. Holy cow. Man. He looks go. like that guy that, what was it, Nathan Jones? Yeah, back Nathan in the day. Jones. Nathan Jones likes mm-hmm. cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's the finish. You take it home. Th- thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Do it all. You the one, you the one, do it all. You the one, do it all.